0: Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey, everyone. I'm excited about this episode. We've got Scott Chelson, who has been doing some innovative things, uh, bringing attention to the pharmacy profession by coordinating events and doing public speaking. He's uh, been on a number of important shows and really excited to get to hear more from him. Uh, Also, if you want to stay tuned with the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Talk to Your Pharmacist. And to hear the show notes and other uh, notes about the guests, go to www.pharmacyadvisory.com to learn more. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Scott Chelson, who is director of student transitions and assistant professor in the Department of Pharmacy Practice at NSU College of Pharmacy. He began his career in the healthcare industry with success on his mind. And uh, Scott has been a major speaker for organizations like Johns Hopkins University, the Biggest Loser TV show, the South Florida Concierge Conference, and General Electric. Uh, He is a board member of the FSHP, Legal and Regulatory Affairs Council, an active member of the DEA Citizens Academy, and City of Fort Lauderdale Community Service board member. Uh, You're also involved in a few other uh, community service activities. Uh, Definitely a busy guy. So Scott, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you
1: so much. I do appreciate it.
0: Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe tell us a little bit more about your personal life
1: oh uh, sure well i uh graduated in two thousand and fourteen from pharmacy school, and I could tell you I was not interested so much in being a pharmacist uh and i was only i only say that because um, you know, I was looking around, and what we were being taught or what the profession was delivering was really not i guess entertaining to me. I was running a marketing company while I was in school, and I was very much involved with a lot of branding and development so when I got out of well got to my last rotation of pharmacy school, actually, I met a consultant pharmacist which I stayed in touch with after graduation. I ended up getting into consulting and uh, really saw patients with high demands and, you know, organ failures and long-term care. And it was really interesting to me because we saw patients where they really had the need for us as providers. And I took that same concept or experience and actually went and opened up a company with other partners for point-of-care testing. We were working with major athletes. Um, It was a lot of nutrition. We had a dietitian, a physician. Um, I ended up uh, dissolving that company because I got an offer to work back at the university. And I'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit because in between that time, I also worked two years in oncology at the University of Miami Sylvester. Um, Very, very, very honorable uh, situation and area to work in. But um, I was so frustrated with policy and the way things were moving and the fact that I didn't see a lot of pharmacy groups taking on very big public health issues um, at the forefront. And so a little bit fast forward, I still had this company. I dissolved it uh, because I got offered to come back and teach back at the university, but also work in policy. So I've been working in policy for the last two years, and I've been really... Uh, working on career development and trying to figure out the evolution of our profession. And so far I've been, I think, very successful and a lot of uh, colleges and different universities are reaching out to me to work with me. But um, you know, it's, it's just been a a blessing and kind of an undiscovered uh, um, gift that I've I've been able to find.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that's neat to hear a little bit more. And I think uh, your background in marketing has has definitely got something to do with uh, the way that you've been able to really draw attention to the policy issues and other initiatives that you're really passionate about. And I think that that's so important for the profession is to have uh, people who are uh, making a voice and, and standing up and uh, talking about key issues because we want to be there and have a seat at the table. So, uh, I appreciate that you're doing that, and you, and you're such a new grad. So that's that's some some great inspiration for uh, new pharmacists who are getting started. And that you know you don't it doesn't mean that you have to be in pharmacy practice for years and years. You can uh, come out of the gates and have a lot of different opportunities. Now, is pharmacy your? Did you go straight in, or are you kind of had been out? uh, and had already had a degree and, and been out in the workforce and then decided to come back to pharmacy well, school. I,
1: I, yeah, I've been out in the workforce and, you know, I was just seeing, I mean, to be honest with you, the, the, the real thing for me was I wanted to come back and deliver what I didn't have. You know, I felt that, um, the idea that like what you're saying is that I'm a new grad. I felt that idea was not something we were being delivered across the board. If you look right now on in Google, innovative pharmacy, you probably won't find anything you know, innovative pharmacists, you probably go to public speaker pharmacists, you probably won't find anything. That's a problem. I looked up to physicians like Daniel Kraft and uh, individuals that were speaking, um, you know, about innovations about nanotechnology and things like that. That was interesting to me. The fact that, you know, we're learning about, in many cases, when I, I was in school, and others were in school about blood pressure cuffs, you know, old school pump blood pressure cuffs. Yeah, I understand long division. But when we're telling our, our patients to go do short division and use a, you know, push button blood pressure cuff, we need to also understand how those things work and how they're adaptive and how they can con- communicate to our cell phones. At the end of the day, I feel like uh, especially young people don't understand the the biggest value that they come with. And I tell this to all my students and the, the, it's the funniest thing, their their faces light up because talk to a very smart individual and ask them a question, the first thing they want to do is give you an answer. And when they can't, their faces are really like frustrated, right? So when I ask them what the biggest value they bring to the profession of pharmacy, I get answers like integrity, um, commitment, you know, and I say these are not core values, you know, I'm not asking for core values. I'm saying, what is the biggest value, the biggest value of them all that you can bring to to any profession? And then they they, they can't answer it. And the, and the real answer is, the fact that they can communicate and convey messages to young people. Every company right now is looking for that. They're looking for ways to affect the new consumer. And especially with healthcare, you know, and, and pharmacy specifically, pharmacy's done a terrible job in terms of branding and healthcare has as well. And, and it's because we're so so worried about the facts and getting the things correct that we forget that the consumers tend to not care about that on the surface. They care about the entertainment. They care about you know the pretty stuff and we have to learn how to develop and package that but young people communicating and understanding how to talk the way that others talk is that branding packaging it's being able to convey a message in the same vehicle or same you know uh, volume that I and you can speak and i think that is the most valuable thing anybody can come through school and deliver into any profession so i wanted to give that back to students
0: yeah that's wonderful and I think it's so important, of course, that you learn all of the the clinical skills in school. But just as you mentioned, uh, you know, there's typically courses on professional communication. But there might be some a need, just like you said, for you know, how do you do do branding or how do you do marketing and and how do you really uh, demonstrate your value as a pharmacist and deliver that in a way so that not only patients get the value, but also the other, the other pieces of the healthcare team. So that's really good stuff. So uh, can you tell us a bit more about your role at, uh, at the school at Nova Southeastern? Sure. I mean,
1: I, I was able to come into the school and sit down with, and I'll just tell you from the beginning, I said, I spoke at a faculty development meeting about where the professional pharmacy was going. Um, after that faculty development meeting, I was asked to come and join the school and fast forward. Um, they asked me what I wanted to do and they wanted me to do a lot of what I was doing outside, which was going around speaking, introducing, creating relationships. So, you know, what I've, I stood, stood back and I went around the school for my first three months, let's give or take. And I kind of, I'm being conservative here in terms of the length of time, because I'll get back to that. But for the first three months, I went around the school and I, I started to look at what colleges needed, not just our college, but what colleges needed. And I was traveling and speaking to individuals, student services, what career development, what alumni was doing, you know, and, and I was getting these questions from alumni. I would see the emails come in and say kind of, well, why do you want me to pay? What are you doing for me? And that's a question that people looked at me and they're like, how dare them? You know, or, or even other schools, they would tell me, you know, we're, we're giving you degrees. But that's the thing is everybody's getting a degree. And the way that the consumer is looking at things is I'm paying for it. You're providing it. So I started to think, how can we reinvent alumni development? How can we reinvent um, career development? How can we reinvent recruiting? And I think the biggest thing for both of those is you have to deliver what the audience wants. You have to deliver to those demands. So I started to create different programs for outreach, community outreach. The first or second month that I was there, I actually hosted a statewide debate for medical marijuana, a very controversial item on our, it was an amendment being put into our constitution in Florida. And obviously a lot of pharmacists were interested in getting into it, but didn't know what the, you know, the realm looked like. Well, I brought down state senators, um, the campaign manager for the amendment. I had the Sun Sentinel, the local news. I had NBC, ABC News. Um, and it was just a huge event. We had 2,500 people watching live, and we had 350 oh, wow. people in-house. And so to have that kind of uh, idea as a public health, what my goal was is not to say, let's go marijuana, but it was to say, let's educate the consumers. Let's educate the public. And at, at very least, let's put pharmacists in the forefront of the discussion. And so I continued to do events like this. I continued to work with um, different senators, legislators, and so on, to put together events for opioids. Um, we we brought in a lot of major speakers in pharmacy because we wanted to showcase what you just said. How amazing it is that I graduated, you know, not so much, a year, not too many years ago, and, and what I'm doing now. I wanted to showcase that to students because I I felt too many times as a student myself, I was seeing these mm-hmm. you know white hairs coming in and telling me that one day I'll be a CEO, and like. You know, to be honest with you, that's great, and and not to say anything in disrespect, because I think that we need the experience. Without the experience and the knowledge, millennials could or, or young individuals going into this profession would not be anything. We need that guidance, but we also have to understand our value, like I was saying before, and be able to take that experience, take that knowledge, and take it to a different platform. And so, for me, hearing that wasn't motivating to me from these individuals, but hearing it from. You know these young guys going out there and, and speaking the same language, talking about the Tony Robbins, the Gary V's, and and I need, and 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 just you know the motivational stuff, but also playing that back into pharmacy, it, it was like wow. So I wanted to bring those individuals in to be able to speak to our students, and to be honest with you, it worked. A lot of students were just loving what we were doing; they were just feeling like you know they could f- soon fill those shoes. And I think when we when we look at goals that are obtainable right away it's more appealing to people right we want instant gratification and that's again knowing your audience and if you ask you know our grandparents they may say hard work you know you work hard for many years and it pays off and what a lot of young people found is that you find there's still ways to innovate and still ways to create and redevelop and add tread to the tire instead of reinventing the wheel and so i think that with that being said they are in demand with everything being in in their fingertips. So I wanted to create that vehicle for individuals. And it's crazy because, you know, a lot of universities and colleges like mentioned are reaching out to work with me because of what we've been able to do at Nova. And I think it's a beautiful thing, but my goal is really has been, and and part of my position is to push the profession forward, but doing so through public health and, and community outreach. When more people know about what we do, I believe our profession will grow. I think that the fact that our profession is based and I'm sorry if I'm answering more questions, but I believe that our profession is based on the concept that um, we, you know, we, we give your you, you buy your groceries at the same counter you could buy your medications at. And many times this is reduced down to a technician, not even the pharmacist, and even more so down to a drive through window. That is the brand that people most know. That is a brand that our legislators know. That is a brand that the normal consumer knows. And anybody in pharmacy may tell you differently because they're pharmacists and they talk to their friends. But pharmacy is such a small profession comparative to the general population. And I feel that we have to do better. And that's what I've been trying to do is trying to change and evolve our profession through the initiatives that I've been doing with our school and working with others and going to Congress and working through legislative policy.
0: Yeah. I love what you're doing with educating. And just like you said about the pharmacy brand right now, I was talking with someone the other day and, and, you know, pharmacists are the medication experts. We are supposed to tell patients about their medicine. And the response that I got back is, Oh, well that doesn't ever happen for me. I just thought they, they gave me my medicine and, and off I went. Uh, so yeah, I think there I think that you're hitting on something that's important there. Um, that that the public perception may not be what we're capable of doing. So um so we we touched on a lot of interesting things. I love that you're gathering people together for these statewide debates and things, but tell me a bit more about the career X space that you it just happened just a few weeks ago, is that Yeah, correct? so we've been
1: working on this for a very long time and I mean, it's only growing. We put, I could tell you, um a good amount of money, not, you know, not not crazy amount that a, a college can't obtain because I think that's one thing is you want to be able to ensure that this is re- uh, re- replicable and, and, and able to have consistency because my goal, obviously, is to ensure that our students at NSU College of Pharmacy have the I- ideal candidacy platform when they leave the college. But I think as well, the profession is going to follow suit as a whole. Um, we are looking at a lot of marketing across AACP, APHA, all these different organizations that talk about their marketing and re- reinventing the profession. But um, with the career space, I was literally handed a storage closet and told to create. And I think that is the kind of challenge that life in, in, in is, you know, given uh, the, the lemon and making the lemonade type of concept. Um, I took that and developed desk space. I developed, um, you know, webcam, HD webcams. We just ordered this video um, um, card so that we can do live feed from different DSLRs, which is your, you know, video cameras rather than just a webcam on the computer. But with the high-end cameras and high-end lenses, one of the things that I wanted to do was give students a space to come in and have legislative support, have develop videos for their organization so there's better quality out there, not just an email, which we know too many times in academics and um, within the pharmacy space, there's so many emails. Um, We wanted to have interview training and mock interviews. I believe that's the biggest thing. You could be the smartest person in the school, but if you can't convey that, if you can't confidently convey that competency, then it really doesn't mean anything unless they really just want you to be in some lab spinning on a wheel somewhere. And so I think that, you know, having these ideas that we can train in public speaking, virtual interviews, which is becoming a major popular thing for companies across the nation, and also job search training. You know, too many times I see students go out there and they ask, oh, well, well how do I get out there? And, and what am I looking for? And, you know, what are the things that I, you know, I should, I should, uh, what site should I be on and so forth? So we've created all these resources. We've got, we're we actually in the process of finalizing our website at the moment for this because I wanted this to be catered to the young audience that they can go online. They don't have to come in because, you know, if you go to a career development center on a university, they want you to come in. They want you to sit down. Most of the time they don't know pharmacy. Uh, they don't know you. And I wanted to make this individualized. I wanted students to be able to com- communicate with me and other faculty via online first. We do a 15-minute uh, interview what you're looking for what are your needs how can we help you many times it's it's really comes down to they don't even need to come in you know they don't there's no reason for someone to come in uh, They they just needed some guidance but many times those students really need that one-on-one with somebody that gets it and that's why we created the space we want it to be both we we, we say we're, we're both um in a physical space online and on the go because we do also support Many events and organizations events because the goal is is to, to be a hub for the university is to take what somebody's already doing and create a highlight for it. You know, so if let's say I'll give you a perfect example, we have a lot of students that are on F one visas and they are going to be transferring to H one B visas. Hopefully, in the work aspect, and that's what we would want for our students. We want them to be able to work here with their prof- with their professional degrees. But the thing is that. I saw a, def- a, def- a deficit when students were coming to me and saying, hey, you know, I, I not only have this schoolwork, but I also have an international issue. I have a problem with a visa. So I have more stress than a normal student. And so I then got with our in-college international program and said, hey, let's run an event, bring a, a really great lawyer in, which would be in- inaccessible usually, and let's bring them in to answer questions, to talk about stuff, to talk about, you know, to make these students feel more confident. And the international program said, yeah, let's do it. And it was a huge success. And now being followed by the entire, universities and, uh, the entire university and all of the colleges within the university are, t- are following suit with what we did. And I think that shows a precedence across the university, but it just shows also what this career space is all about. It's really, again, creating that highlight for the resources that are already there and just under, underutilized. So I, I really wanted to bring everything into one space.
0: Okay, that that's neat. So how would other pharmacy schools be able to replicate something like this?
1: Um, they, I mean, to be honest with you, they would have to look at their space, what their needs are. I've looked at a lot of colleges. You look online, you go to visits colleges. Um, a lot of colleges need to understand that all of, for, that. To just to start, that recruiting, alumni, and career development are all the same. And the reason I say that is because if you if you look at marketing and the way marketing a product works or branding a product works, it starts from the the anticipation and ends with the afterglow and it's it's less about the interaction, but the interaction needs to be great you know and it, it comes down to it is if you have a great steak at your steak restaurant, if you eat steak out there, and if you're a vegetarian, if, I'm sorry, um, but if you eat a great steak and 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 you then get you know have a terrible waitress or waiter and you got a high bill, what is your feeling going to be about that place? You know, and that's really it. We could deliver all the steak and, and great tasting food we want. It's really what we deliver after and before. And so for me, I think that if, if colleges recognize that, they go out there and start recruiting students based on the idea that they can be anything within the pharmacy space and what pharmacy truly is. Again, it comes down to branding. Pharm- we have to tell students and potential students what pharmacy is. What does pharmacy do and take on these initiatives? so I say colleges need to start with public health and 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 public outreach and community outreach and getting their faces out there, less about going and putting a table at a public health uh, you know at a, at a health fair and more about creating events and bringing people to their table and I think from that and recruiting it ends up going that we get more admissions and from there, the inside the career development that meat and potatoes is. Finding from day one what somebody's goals are. Why is somebody coming into pharmacy school so they could get a pharmacy degree? And how can you create a better life for that individual? When somebody feels that way and that you care, man, the the world is endless at that point. And that leads into your alumni. And, And when you ask an alumni to pay and answer the question of what are you doing for me, you've already answered that. You've already been able to give them personal professional development. You've already been able to provide them with resources that they can never afford to pay for in any other way, shape, or form, but they've been able to because of you. And, and then as well as be able to offer them still career development support. So if they do decide to change, they're not sitting 40 hours in a workspace and trying to figure that out on themselves. They have you. Um, but I do think that they need to find a space. That somebody could come in, they need to find somebody that can be championing these areas and and find. A, I mean, I would love to be able to create a kind of plug and play system for colleges across the nation. I do think that we could create ideal candidates, um, but I can tell you, um, you know, just with with where we're at today, we have a lot of work to do. But the organizations are stepping up, as you saw personally with APHA. There are a lot of career talk. There are a lot of you know, marketing talk, So I think we're on the right track. I just think we're 10 years behind where we need to be. So I do think if every school started stepping up and putting money into marketing and what pharmacists do and putting money into developing careers, I think that we will have a way better profession. And I think that we'll start to see a lot more jobs created and less fear of the normal traditional jobs being lost.
0: Yeah, uh, that's interesting. And I think, you know, you've, you touched on branding and and showing value and career development, all big needs that need to be happening uh, or solved in the pharmacy education space right now. Um, I think another point to hone in on is the value of relationships. Um, So, you know, you mentioned that you're able to bring in all of these different key stakeholders and you know, you probably didn't just pick up the phone, you you know, these are probably um, relationships that you've been cultivating. Maybe some of them you were able to um, just, you know, make an introduction, but I think relationships are also really important. Um, So Scott, just from a, a practical standpoint, how would you tell others how you got into the all of these different speaking engagement opportunities walk us through that journey. I
1: can tell you, it's definitely not easy. Um, you know, when I first started out, I was a board member for the health and wellness council in the Miami beach chamber of commerce. And, um, I could, I mean, it was a great, great, great experience for me. I was able to start to see what people needed the normal person. You know, when I, when I think about, um, the way I am today, I think about the mother of three children that ha- that works 40 hours a week whenever I do anything. And the reason is because that's the person that, that has a lot on their plate and and we need to cater to that person, not the person that goes to the gym every day and you know lives a healthy life and just needs some extra oof in their life. So when I started out though, I started going and speaking at these locations just because I realized people needed education. And I had friends that were also in the marketing space and healthcare specifically. And what I learned is that healthcare is a non it's it's not a normal avenue. You know, first you have to educate before you could sell. And so when I say sell, I mean sell the information. I can't tell somebody that has no idea about genetics that they should go get their genetics done, right? They would be like, I'm sorry, that sounds very weird to me. Um, but the idea is that if I could tell them what things they would learn, how that can help preventative care, um, you know, how they could start to see the propensities that are possible, um, then they start to realize, wow, this may be something. And then I could sell it. So I figured educating was the number one thing I needed to do. And especially being with my company, that's what really drove me as well, because my company was in a health space. It was trying to figure out point of care testing, genetics, micronutrients, hormones, thyroid, cortisol, and really started to show how all these things came together. I was tired of the system. I felt like when I was going to my physician, and you probably have the same experience, they look at labs that are within normal range, but they never tell you about the other ones or how close you are to not being within normal range or what even normal range means. But they only tell you about the ones that are outside those, right, and so for me, that wasn't educating the patient; That was just show, telling them when they had a problem rather than preventing one from occurring and I hate the fact that we're in this the 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 sick space, so I said, you know what, let me go try to make people healthy, and it's not easy when especially they they are are not used to paying for things that were you know health wise without coming from a trainer or a yoga instructor. it was coming from a you know a doctor let's say so um, I, I, I did take that on as a challenge, but I could tell you my, my speaking changed over time. I was very scientific at first. I was very to the point cause I wanted to educate so much, but then I realized instead of telling people that they need to eat brown chicken, I mean, brown rice, chicken, and kale, I needed to start telling them that they could c- continue eating their pizza, but they needed to balance their carbs and proteins by adding chicken or meat to their pro- to their pizza. So they can continue to have their stuff, but they needed to make it healthier. And with that, they reduce cravings. And things like that started started to dwell on people and they started to ask me more questions. And people actually like it when you tell them that they continue to do the things they love, right? So I took that on and I just practiced. I mean, my I can tell you my normal routine when I do a speech and, and I spoke in front of some of the most amazing people I can I can I've dreamed of. And it it was practice. It was writing everything down, it was writing my notes down, studying all this air all the areas and links and making 38 pages of word documents of just links of things that were interesting in that subject and then breaking it down to come to that 10 or 15 minute speech and writing those points down and what was the most you know powerful points i look at my speeches more so like ted talks you know because i grab the best points and i try to reiterate what what people really need to hear um but there's so much information out there and and i think that with me what I realized when I, before I started speaking was that in, unless you go out there and really speak, you, 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 nobody's going to understand what you do and nobody's going to really cater to you. And why does pharmacists have anything to do with nutrition or health, right? It's all about what you said is kind of putting a pill in a bottle and, and that's about it. And I think that's absolutely wrong and that's why I took the initiative on myself to go ahead and, and be a public speaker and go out there and really educate pu- the public.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I love what you said about, you know, just getting everything down that you want to write about or or speak about and grabbing the best parts. I was just at a uh, conference the other day learning about crafting content and marketing, and they refer to it as the green pen. So, you know, in school, we often see the teacher write with the red pen, all of the red markings. Well, uh, during this session, they referred to grabbing the best parts or using your green pen to pick out the best pieces uh, that are valuable and that will communicate your message. So I think that that you've shared a lot of really great points about messaging and, and how important that is. So Scott, is our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or to those who are just getting started well, in their career?
1: Coming from legislative session last year from Florida, I saw a 23-year-old state representative and her occupation was student. And for me, that says you are not too young. You are, it is not too early. You have just as much voice and power as the next individual. And if you're not involved, you only become a product of the system you allow to occur. And it's not about being a controversial subject. It's not about conspiracy or anything like that. It's literally saying that if you understand the system, you don't become a product of it. I believe that if you are a student out there or you even are a pharmacist out there in this market and you don't understand the way that healthcare works, the way that insurance companies work, the way that your own company thrives, then you are not doing anything to push the profession forward. You are not doing anything to push yourself forward. I believe you need to be involved. And that doesn't just mean showing up to meetings. We all know that meetings can be counterproductive in many times. We know that organizational meetings can be counterproductive if there's no action behind them. So yeah, it is a lot of sweat work. But if you truly want to grow and truly help people out in this profession, get involved. Get involved. Get involved. Because there's legislators out there. There's people out there. I got asked to run this year for state representative. I chose not to only because... Of the time factor that was uh you know right before the election i wanted i didn't want to take people's money that were going to pay for me just to run so i could build my name i didn't feel it was strategic and i felt it was doing justice for my pharmacist out there that really wanted a legislator pharmacist but i will be running again and, and i continue to stay active i continue to go to dc but even if you don't have the time yourself to do these things be vocal. It takes two seconds to get your phone out and record your thoughts and to spread the word or what you learned. Like I don't find that access to information is 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 re- restricted. We are are in the space that everything's in the tips of our fingers. So my thing is get involved. Realize your value. Realize your voice matters. Realize your vote matters. And realize you have to get out there and do. You cannot just talk and complain. So that's that that would be what I would say to. My younger self is uh, stop stop going to sleep so late and start waking up earlier and getting things done. This is a small profession, and, and it's very easy to grow if you have action. People are looking for the passion. So I would say get out there and do. There's nothing stopping you from growing in this profession.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Scott chelson for joining us on the talk to your pharmacist podcast it was a pleasure to have you
1: i really do appreciate it and i and i continue i hope to continue to work with you i think what you're doing is great i think what you're doing by getting the voice out there by getting you know this momentum moving it's a a wonderful thing and i sincerely appreciate everything you do
0: Uh, well thanks so much all right well Hey, everyone, if you like this episode, go check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. All of our guests and the show notes are there. Uh, also, check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, and we are on Instagram as Talk to Your Pharmacist. Uh, lots of ways to connect. Uh, also on LinkedIn, Hillary Blackburn. Uh, love to meet and talk with new people about exciting things happening in the pharmacy profession. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.